Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not Alone Podcast. Happy Easter. Today, we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit and Jesus being resurrected. It's so good. He's so good. God is so good. Holy Spirit is a real person. Sometimes we forget. But as believers, we must remember every moment that he is with you. And he wants a relationship with you in an intimate relationship. After Jesus was raised from the dead, and remember that he made many, many appearances for days before he began rising into heaven, he told us, I will send the Holy Spirit upon you just as the Father promised. Of course, we see this a few weeks later in Acts. In Luke twenty four forty nine. It, it says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit upon you just as my Father promised. Don't begin telling others yet. Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. If you have time to read in Acts, it's so amazing when the Holy Spirit fills, fills people. I just, yeah, if you want to read that, it's so amazing. Can you even fathom that the one who made the heavens, stars, planets, the oceans, animals, how he created everything from nothing in Genesis, it talks about how he created everything from nothing. Who else can do this? No one. There's no one else that can do this. He makes the most beautiful out of nothing. The same one, the same God wants you and invites you into his presence daily for your entire life. Who else do you know right now in your life that has accomplished that much that would want to connect with you? Anyone? In Jeremiah 33.3, the Lord says, The maker of heaven and earth, Jehovah is his name, says this, Ask me and I will tell you some remarkable secrets about what is going to happen here. He is. Jehovah is inviting you into his presence because he has many secrets, many mysterious revelations that he wants to reveal to you. Who can compare? No one else can compare. This is miraculous that he wants us. He wants you and he invites you to come and be with him. Spend time with him, letting him love you and fill you. He takes my nothing and make something. He takes your nothing and makes something beautiful. This is just what he does. It's his pattern over and over and over. And if you ever question it, just look at Genesis where he takes nothing and he makes incredible, beautiful things in creation that still keep going. He takes you are nothing if you let him, if you surrender and 
he gives you more than you can ever imagine. You have to open up your heart and your mind to that. His heart, make him your home. He gives you eternal life. There is a quote from a book that I'm going to share. It's called Azusa Street. It's about a revival that happened. I'm going to read this quote. Oh, the depth of abandonment, all self gone, conscious of knowing nothing, of having nothing except as the Spirit, Holy Spirit, shall teach and impart to us. This is the true place of power, of God's power, in the ministry of service. There is nothing left but God, the pure Spirit. Every hope or sense of capability in the natural is gone. We live by his breath, as it were. The wind on the day of Pentecost was the breath of God. Acts 2.2 The author of that was Frank Bartleman. We must live abandoned to ourselves for his power, the power of the Holy Spirit to move through us. We must be surrendered. There is no other way and it is the best way. As it is Easter, we are going to read about Jesus being crucified. And as we read this, I pray that the Lord will highlight his message to you and, and just tuck it into your heart and you will know it is him speaking to you. Once more, for the third time, he demanded, why? What crime has he committed? I have found no reason to sentence him to death. I will therefore scourge him and let him go. But they shouted louder and louder for Jesus' death, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate sentenced Jesus to die as they demanded, and he released Barnabas, the man in prison, for insurrection and murder at their request. But he delivered Jesus over to them to do so as they would. As the crowd led Jesus away to his death, Simon of Cyrene, who was just coming into Jerusalem from the country, was forced to follow, carrying Jesus' cross. Great crowds trailed along behind, and many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when the women who have no children will be counted fortunate indeed. Mankind will beg the mountains to fall on them and crush them and the hills to bury them. For if such things as this are done to me, the living tree, what will they do to you? Two others, criminals, were led to the executed, to be executed with him at a place called Skull, the Skull. There, all three were crucified, Jesus on the center cross and the two criminals on either side. Father, forgive these people, Jesus said, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothing, throwing dice for each piece. The crowd watched, and the Jewish leaders laughed and scoffed. He was so good at helping others, they said. Let's see him save himself if he is really God's chosen one, the Messiah. 
The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine, and they called to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A signboard was nailed to the cross above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you are the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you even fear God when you are dying? We deserve to die for our evil deeds, but this man hasn't done one thing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Today you will be with me in paradise. This is a solemn promise. By now it was noon and darkness fell across the whole land for three hours until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the thick veil hanging in the temple split apart. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I commit my spirit to you. And with those words, he died. When the captain of the Roman military unit handling the execution saw what had happened, he was stricken with awe before God and said, Surely this man was innocent. We jump ahead a few verses. And it says, very early on Sunday morning, they took the ointments to the tomb and found the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in, but the Lord Jesus' body was gone. They stood there puzzled, trying to think what could have happened to it. Suddenly, two men appeared before them, <clears throat> clothed in shining robes, so bright their eyes were dazzled. The women were terrified and bowed low before them. Then the men asked, why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has come back to life again. Don't you remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Messiah must be betrayed into the power of evil men and be crucified, that he would rise again on the third day? Then they remembered and rushed back to Jerusalem to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. But the story sounded like a fairy tale to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings, and then he went back home again, wondering what had happened. That same day, Sunday, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emos, seven miles out of Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking of Jesus' death when suddenly Jesus himself came along and joined them and began walking beside them. But they didn't recognize him, for God kept that from them. You seem to be in a deep discussion about something, he said. What are you so concerned about? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces, and one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about the terrible things that have happened there the last week. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did incredible miracles and was a mighty teacher, highly regarded by both God and man. But the chief priests and our religious leaders arrested him and handed him over to the Roman government to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We had thought he was the glorious Messiah and that he had come to rescue Israel. And now, besides all this which happened three days ago, 
Some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning and came back with an amazing report that his body was missing and that they had seen some angels there who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, Jesus' body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, You are such foolish, foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in, this, wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted by the prophets that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his time of glory? Then Jesus quoted the passage after passage from the writings of the prophets beginning in the book of Genesis and going right on through the scriptures explaining what the passages meant and what they had said about him. By this time they were nearing Emos and the end of their journey. Jesus would have gone on, but they begged him to stay the night with them as it was getting late, so he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he asked God's blessing on the food and then took a small loaf of bread and broke it and was passing it over to them. When suddenly it was as though their eyes were opened, they recognized him and at that moment he disappeared. So I was reading from Luke 24. If you want to continue reading through, it's absolutely amazing and there are so many Stories where Jesus just keeps on appearing to people and walking through doors. It's just amazing. It was the blood of Jesus dripping down his head, side, feet. This blood turned to glory. We're invited to drink the cup, eat the bread, eat his body, experiencing communion daily. Just sitting with him, being present, remembering him daily. This is a miracle every day. Let us never take this for granted. Live repented lives, meaning turn every piece of your heart into his heart. Humble yourself daily, spending time soaking in his presence. He will fill you and take you to places and make you into something. He sees as most beautiful. He is trustworthy. No one else is more trustworthy in your life than Jesus. Every morning when you see the sunrise, be reminded of his resurrection. This is also yours. You will be resurrected. You will be with the one that created everything. This should fill you with brand new hope. There's nothing better, nothing better than this. If you have not surrendered your life to Jesus and you would like to lay your life down for him as he did for you, you can join me in this prayer right now. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I lay down my life for you as you did for me. I turn my heart to you. You can have it all. I repent and humble myself before you. I believe in you. I want to follow you wherever you will have me go. I ask for forgiveness of my sins and I accept your healing you bore at the cross for me. In Jesus' name, amen.
Happy Easter, everybody. Share this message with someone that comes to your heart or your mind today. Somebody that just needs a spark of hope. Somebody that needs uh, just newness in their life. In closing, let's pray and remember those paying a price to follow Jesus around the world. So Easter is the most persecuted time for believers around the globe. So let us just take a moment and stand in prayer with those that are being uh, persecuted. And let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for resurrection life. Thank you for your surrender to the Father while you walked on this earth. Now we walk on this earth after you. Let us follow your example to be surrendered to the Father in heaven. Let us turn our hearts to you and desire to be with you more than another, more than anything, more than anything else. Baptize every listener right now with your fire and baptize every listener with your Holy Spirit. Speak to them and fill them with your visions and your dreams, Jesus. Let them have courage to obey what you show and ask us to do. We pray for believers in countries right now that are suffering under persecution. We pray that you will give them endurance and strength and you ask us to bless the persecuted. And so we are blessing those that are under persecution right now in Jesus' name. Happy Easter again, and God bless you again. And yes, if you have time to read Acts, read all of Luke 24, and just sit with the Lord and everything that he's showing you, it will be so good. And I know he will speak to you and show you things. God bless you again, and I love you, and I will see you soon.